0: Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We've got the Node Defender joining us. Mario is in the building today. The CEO of CollectiLab, Selman G, is joining us on this Thursday. And Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, is back on this Thursday morning, so super excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the Ethereum Foundation announces a final date for the highly anticipated merge, upgrading the network to compete with the latest blockchain technology. Coinbase is eyeing a subscription-based revenue system, citing trading fees will become a thing of the past. David Schwartz weighs in on the BitBoy lawsuit, while Mark Cuban explains why he's super bullish on Ethereum, citing that DeFi is yet to experience mass adoption. Ripple is announced as an official partner of the World Economic Forum, as Japan is leading global payments in blockchain innovation, now using XRP to enhance ODL payments to the Philippines. Big predictions from exchanges as BlackRock and Meta enter the crypto sphere. we show our listeners why blockchain adoption is necessary to connect the global markets. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I'm sure everyone here is looking for that World Economic Forum news. And it's one of the first articles we're going to pull up. But Mario, you're back on this Thursday morning. Thanks for making time for us, my friend. How's it feel to be back on the show?
1: Feels amazing, man. It feels like it's been so long, first of all. It feels like it's been like years since I've been back. Um, Took a little rest. Haven't even been keep keeping up with with crypto, so let's see how I do with some of the comments on on some of the news that we got going on today. But good morning to everybody! Happy to see everyone in the chat. Happy to be back, Selman, Jackie, Abs. Let's do it!
0: Awesome! Let's rock and roll, Mario. We're gonna test your knowledge today, but don't worry, we got Selman G in the building. And this man, he always does his research. What's up, Selman? How you feeling on this Thursday?
2: I'm I'm feeling great, man. Thank thanks so much, guys. And. The comments are amazing. I need to address that every single day. And um, yeah, I'm super happy. The news articles are insane. So apps, you're killing it. And
0: uh, yeah, super excited for the show
2: with awesome. Mario
0: and Jackie. And we got Jackie's back in the building. Jackie, I know you're on vacation. First of all, how was your vacation? And thanks for making time for us today. Welcome back.
3: Oh, man, the vacation was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to my brother and his new wife, um, my new sister. Super excited for them. Um, everything was beautiful. Uh, great. I'm super grateful. I got to attend, um, my whole family attended, so that was good as well. Um, but yeah, guys, I felt the FOMO, to be honest. I, I don't like being away from y'all or, you know, the market in general. Um, like they say just a few days or even a week away from crypto feels like months. So I did, I felt it, but I definitely felt, um, missing you guys as well so not to be all soppy but i really did so
0: (laughs) awesome jackie i'm happy you're back we're gonna start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account at 3tgm crypto on twitter 1,666 followers. I'm not sure what that means. We're going to dive into the Bitcoin fear and greed index this morning because we are back in extreme fear, sitting at a 25. Johnny Crypto, he's not here to address this. So we're going to dive into the total coin market cap. We are sitting at 1.04 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 39% dominance. Ethereum is 20%. Bitcoin sitting at 21,600. Ethereum is back over $1,700 this morning. XRP is 34 cents. Cardano is 46 cents. Kronos is twelve cents. Algorand thirty cents. We've got Hedera Hashgraph at six point eight, and Quant is one hundred and nine dollars this morning. Selman G, you're in the building. You usually do technical analysis, but I'd love to hear some of the projects you're watching this morning, and then we'll kick it to Jackie.
2: Yeah, and man, one trillion. We're still above one trillion, which is great. But you know, I'm still scared that we're going to lose that trend. I'm going to show it in a minute, but. Um, you know, Quan, I really want, I'm sorry to all of you guys that want Quan to go to four digits. Um, I really hope that it goes back down to $40, $50 so I can buy a lot. I missed the chance, absolutely. But um, yeah, who knows? Maybe we still have a cold crypto winner. And um, other than that, Hedera Hashgraph, you know, you see the communities growing every single day. And obviously XRP coming out with some great news updates. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super bullish on These projects, but of course, here and there, I hear great stuff about AVAX, Cardano, and so um, it's important to do your own research, check them out, and in the next bull run, hell yeah, I truly believe they're gonna have a very massive bull run.
0: Awesome. We got 141 crypto maniacs out there. As Johnny Crypto would say, do us a favor, smash that like button on this Thursday. We're going to kick it to Jackie. Jackie, I'd love to hear some of the projects you're watching this morning. You said you were on vacation. You disconnected from the market. Well, you came back and we're actually getting some bearish price action. So what are some of the things that you're watching and how does it feel to be back?
3: Feels great. Um, I agree 100% with Selman. I'm waiting for Quant uh, to get sub 100 as well. Um, Johnny K picked that up. at such a good price, right? Right at its low. Um, another one I'm waiting for is Matic. I feel like looking at the chart, Matic only touched down to 30 cents for two days and then it was right back up. Um, and I obviously, you know, missed that. So did not, did not feel good on that one, but that is one that I'm pretty bullish on, especially with all this news, um, with the Ethereum merge coming up and things like that. Um, I definitely think Matic will see a run as well along you know along with ethereum but um that's what i'm watching out for
0: awesome guys and if you're enjoying this content show us some love smash that like button we're about to dive into the news for today and we're going straight to the node defender mario samsung has been promoting bitcoin a ton over these past couple months they're making bitcoin mining chips they're launching bitcoin and crypto exchanges and consumer electronics president met with the Bitcoin founder. They're just creating more and more use cases across the board. What are some of the things that you're watching and how do you feel about these Samsung developments before we dive into our XRP news?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, as far as things that I'm watching, uh, like cryptos along the lines of what Selman and Jackie just, just mentioned, for me personally, I'm, I'm accumulating avalanche. I'm accumulating cosmos. Haven't been doing any buying or selling the last month as the market has been on this uh, slight uptrend. It for me I'm trying to change my mindset to really just buy on days that the market is down substantially and then sell on days that the market is up substantially. I'm not a day trader so these levels don't really make sense for me to be taking profits as I don't really want to focus too much time on on short-term gains so I'd rather just keep um, accumulating for the long term. But as far as that news that's exactly what what um that's what we need for cryptos to really go mainstream. We need big big companies big corporations like samsung that already have such a massive reach i mean we we know that the samsung is is the second biggest mobile phone brand in the world and if they can make crypto more user friendly if they can make this web3 space more user friendly and and people don't really have to go through the whole trouble and and big barrier that they have at the moment uh, as far as when they get into crypto setting up the wallet seed phrases and and then you know, when you're sending, the address is so large, and then you're, you're, it's just scary. Anybody getting into crypto, it's just such a scary process to get used to creating your wallet, sending crypto. So we need big companies like Samsung, and and the list will go on as 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 more will start to enter the space. We need them to make the barrier to entry easier. We, I don't think that we're going to get a lot of people. We're not going to get this mainstream adoption until this process becomes
0: easier. Exactly. And I think that's what BlackRock's been doing over the last couple of months. We're going to show our listeners an article from CEO of Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, talking about how BlackRock and Meta getting into the cryptocurrency market. It's the beginning of our next bull run, even though we may be 18 months away. But we're going to show you guys a video of from the Ripple ledger, from the Ripple website itself, breaking down how the XRP ledger is going to be used to transfer value, specifically using central bank digital currencies. So we're going to let this shortcut play and get some comments from the group. Here we go.
1: overwhelming. At Ripple, we enable governments and central banks around the world to create new high performance financial infrastructures built
2: on blockchain technology. More specifically, we help governments build and launch central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. They are national currencies powered by modern technology that is secure, centralized, and scalable. And these CBDCs will enable central
1: banks to implement their monetary policies in more efficient and effective ways.
0: As you can see here, Ripple's not only taking the initiative to be the liquidity between central bank digital currencies, but they actually want to launch CBDCs using the XRPL This could be foundational. We know that the blockchain is going digital and CBDCs are going to start being launched next year. Selman, I'd love to start with you. We always talk about the new use cases being implemented on the XRP ledger, whether that's smart contracts or NFTs, CBDCs are going to be the solution for global payments. What do you think that could mean for Ripple and the fact that they're continuing to expand regardless of the lawsuit?
2: This is bullish news. Imagine you bought an Apple iPhone and you really like the utility, you like the product, and then Apple launches a MacBook or an iPad, and you're like, hey, they did a great job with this phone. I should check out this MacBook. And just like that, if Ripple can really help these governments or central banks to uh, launch you know their CBDCs and run it on you know the ledger, um, they that's gonna cause mass adoption among governments and you know institutions, and then that will also lead to you know mass adoption to XRPL, like XRP. In this case, right? So it's a win-win for everybody. The more Ripple gains, um, you know, um, power or let's say the more people understand Ripple and they see it everywhere. And This is the best kind of marketing you can do. Like instead of just doing paid ads or something like that, they're really coming out with a utility and they're going for the big guys. And if they, once they have them and once we have that infrastructure ready, you'll see how institutions will also adapt XRP, cross border payments they already do but you know we're still not there yet and this is big news and um i really believe this is going to change
0: change a lot in this industry very soon mario we got a great comment from one of our listeners stating that 2023 will be the most pivotal year in crypto since december of 2008 and that's when bitcoin was actually created we always talk about how 2023 is the year of institutional adoption well it's also going to be the year of central bank digital currencies what do you think about ripple publicly promoting the use of CBDCs and stating they're the solution for on demand liquidity.
1: Yeah, they're going hard and and you know this lawsuit has not stopped them. We've seen that time and time again that they continue to they continue to make new partnerships and bring in new business and they're going hard at this and and that video just shows exactly how a central bank can issue currencies from within the XRP ledger or the private XRP ledger. And I Ripple is not stopping. Now can Ripple be the chosen one to be, which is what, here's the thing that I, I think that there's a little bit of, uh, and this is probably going to be a contrarian opinion, but everybody wants Ripple to win because everyone wants XRP's price to explode and, you know, uh, become millionaires, generational wealth, all that good stuff. But if we really look at it, is the technology really, is the technology really that decentralized uh narrative that everybody wants to happen it's not like they're they're actually aiding the government in creating something that's going to control us more right and blockchain has got this movement which is decentralization everybody wants to take control of their own of their own money everybody wants to be their own bank with with blockchain so it's a little bit of a uh you know it's it's a little bit of a controversial topic because Mm -hmm. we want xrp to succeed but ripple is really just making the government more powerful by by enabling these uh these technologies in this uh and and this private cbdc on the or this cbdc on the private xrpl
0: Mario, you bring up something very important, right? And it's the fact that we like to promote XRP, but they're partnered with the World Economic Forum. It may be great for our finances, but it's not great for the narrative that's coming out. More control, more understanding of our financial system. Jackie, I want to kick it to you before we get into our articles for today. XRP, it's obviously going to be the solution for Brazil, Japan, and the UAE. They're already using it for on demand liquidity, but seeing Ripple publicly promote that they're going to connect all continents through central bank digital currencies it's a really exciting time to be invested, but what are some of the things that stick out to you and how do you feel about this, this new uh, initiative?
3: Yeah, it is very big news. Um, This is something that we've been talking about for a really long time on our, you know, on the show, on Twitter spaces, we've been saying that, um, you know, Ripple XRP XRP will be used for on-demand liquidity for payments across borders, but also they will work hand in hand, um, using CBDCs. A lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy a little bit ago. Um, wondering if it will just be one way or the other, but we've always been saying that this will go hand in hand. And I love, um, checking out their website. You get, you get more detail. Um, you know, just going to ripple.com, um, and searching out what they're doing with their CBDCs, you get a lot more detail of the types of kind of things that they're using with their CBDCs, the different, um, the different, uh, gosh, I guys, I struggle when I get on here and, uh, I can't get my words together. The different That's types of FinTechs, FinTechs and, um, you know, institutions that are already using this technology, I didn't even realize one of the things that I had gone over and read was that this this technology has already been in use case for 10 years. Um, that's, that's new news to me, um, two, 10 years and over 700 million times transacted. So right there is kind of some good, good data um, just to continue to look on their website. That's something that you guys probably wanna check out.
0: Awesome. And Selman, I know you had some closing comments here. The floor is yours. Yep. So
2: I've watched the uh, developer summit in uh, back in February by Ripple. And one of the developers actually talked about CBDCs, introduced CBDC technology, this whole thing, the process basically to the audience. And what he actually said was um, that's, you know, actually um, what I wanted to add, what um, the note defender said um, that, you know, they don't, they personally said publicly that they don't see that CBDCs are going to take over, et cetera. What they believe is, it's going to um, add some kind of value, and it's going to be present with many others. Like it won't, uh, it won't erase, uh, or yeah, like it won't erase stable coins, et cetera. All of them will be, you know, still available. But CBDCs, it's not going to like uh, get rid of the. the we're not going to get rid of the normal. Uh, money CBDC is just going to be part of it in, in a harmony. That's what he said. You can check it out. But of course, is that a narrative or not? We don't know. But um, yeah, I've, for now, we can say that CBDC is going to be there right next to our normal money, our cash. But then, of course, in the upcoming, you know, the next 10 years, we don't know. Maybe slowly. That's a nice introduction to digital money. And then, of course, if the baby boomers uh, at some point pass away, More and more people already adapt um, or have adopted, you know, this kind of technology, the phones, internet, credit cards, etc. And at some point, we, we will see digital money and CBDC is going to play an important role. But that's what the developer said. So for now, there is no big threat, actually.
0: Yes. And that developer sounds extremely biased, Selman. My rebuttal to that would be, of course, they have to go through a transformation phase where cash is going to be dominant and CBDCs are going to be the subsidiary. But I do think that eventually central bank digital currencies are going to be the main form of transferring value. And that's what the World Economic Forum wants, right? If they're promoting this stuff and they're incentivized to actually make CBDCs become the main form of payment, I think it's really inevitable. But We got 203 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you the main news from today, which is that President Biden is going to be relieving student debt. If you received a Pell Grant while in college and make less than $125,000 a year, you're eligible for up to $20,000 in debt reduction for your college loans. Mario, I would love to kick it to you first, my friend. How do you feel about this? This has been a conversation for years now about the relief of student debt. Biden's actually doing it. What does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. Well, for me personally, I mean, personally, it doesn't affect me. Uh, I don't have any student debt. I never had any student debt. So it's not a topic that I'm very deep into into understanding. But I mean, hey, look, they're taking away 20, 000, up to $20,000 worth of debt for anybody that's not making more than $125,000 a year. It's a good deal. Take advantage of it. If you have student debt and you can take advantage of it, hey, look, the government can print money into uh until until whenever they feel like they don't want to print any more money. So we might as well just take advantage of it.
0: Jackie, I don't know if you have any student debt, but there was a funny tweet here that said $300 billion in student relief loans. Those are about to enter Robinhood crypto in the NFT markets. I guess it is a little bit bullish. Obviously not $300 billion is going to come in, but people are going to have more expendable income. How do you feel about this news here?
3: Man, all the good stuff comes out when I'm through with college. No, I don't have any student debt. Um, I'm grateful for that. I kind of taught taught at a young age, not to get into debt. And I'm, I'm grateful for that now um, for the situation that we are in. Um, but this post is like that, that tweet, now that you switched it back over um, to this new one. Yeah. I was going to say this, it's kind of, it's very similar to the government passing out paychecks to people um, during the pandemic, you know, we're going to see kind of a good influx of money into the crypto market again. And I think that that'll help kick off. Um, you know, into 2023 going up. I do. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to look, but it, it makes me want to sign up for school and, you know, kind of get some of the money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, That's not a bad
0: ass. idea, Jackie. We actually just showed an article yesterday. They're going to start teaching blockchain coding and crypto in
3: colleges. So I'll join I you. Not might not be a bad time to go back. If I'm being honest though, I'm 100% guys. This was like, this was like just a couple years ago when I first got into the markets. I was, you know, everyone kind of feels that FOMO. Everyone feels that FOMO when they first get into crypto, right? So I'm thinking about how I can get as much, um, you know, cash on hand or, or money. And that was, that was literally something that I was considering was going back to school and taking out a student loan.
2: <laughs> but hey, so. I don't know if I should laugh or cry because you guys... You pay a lot for college, even Canada. When I you know study abroad, it was expensive. But like in Germany, we only pay three around 300 bucks per semester, and that includes the uh, our transportation, public transportation, the whole you know um, um, state. It's just interesting, guys, to see you guys have to pay that much, and so um, it's just sad, but. The, the joke actually with a 300 billion i speculate that this money is somehow going into will go into stock market the reason is you can not you know new people like new fresh uh, freshly graduated people um can you know afford a house that quickly and it's super expensive right and th- through youtube through tiktok through the good morning crypto show everybody learns that investing is key for generational wealth you need to do it you need to have a game plan so what they do is they will take that money and invest it um, as early as possible to, you know, get maximized, to maximize their uh, the return. And this is why I believe this is long term, actually kind of like bullish
0: bullish scenario. Awesome. Mario, oh, yeah. I want to break in. We got Sorry, Jackie, did you have a comment there?
3: Oh, yeah. I just wanted to comment one more thing um, really quick. I, I want to point out uh, Susie Gemini's comment. Susie, I love you. I see you in here every day and you're awesome. I seriously love you. Um, But she was saying college isn't needed any more young folks. 100% agree with you. Um, After I graduated from school, it was literally um, on my graduation day. I was looking around and I was like, wow, like this was kind of pointless. Um, And now where I'm at now, I think it's even more pointless. Um, But even, even so all of this money that they're supposedly giving back, you know, debt erase it's, it's all going back to them anyway. So uh, I don't really think this is, you know, it's like, Hey, here, well, let's help you out. Like, no, you're still continuing this, growth. <laughs>
2: exactly. And I see a lot of we have members here. They have children. I know, for example, Crystal is also here. Uh, thank you for watching. And guys, make sure that you teach your kids at this age. There is a website I can share on Discord later uh, for children. It's super easy. You can learn how to like uh, how to code with solidity. And you know, these kind of programs is so essential. Blockchain is a next big thing so your kids could actually start even you and i we could all learn slowly um about like was, like all of that and it's super easy explained so i'll drop that link uh, on discord today um need to find it again but it's you know you can you can design a very cool program uh, cool game with solidity highly recommend it for you and your kids
0: Awesome. Thank you, Selman. And we're about to dive into our Ripple XRP news. But first, I want to get a comment from Mario on this breaking news as California is going to ban the, ca- the sale of new gas cars by 2035. I think it fits perfectly into the World Economic Forum's agenda. We're going fully electric. We may as well capitalize off this. What does this news mean to you, Mario?
1: Yeah, it's it's going to happen. It's like you said, it's part of the agenda. Just like CBDCs are going to happen. They're, they're evil, but they're going to happen anyway, because that's the way that they gain more control over our finances. And the same thing with, with gas. I mean, gas is going away. Electric vehicles all of a sudden became part of the agenda, and they want that to be the future. So they're going to force that one way or another. And, you know, to ban the sale of new cars is just a way. But we're seeing – I don't think it's going to get to that point because we're seeing a lot of the manufacturers already announced that their, their fleet or their lineup is complete, complete electrical by 2025 and some of them by 2030. So – All brands, all manufacturers just are going to go electrical. I would say by 2030, they're already all going to be there.
0: And they may not even have a choice, Mario, but we're about to dive into our Ripple XRP news. We got over 200 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to break down the relationship between Ripple and the World Economic Forum. But before we dive into that, we've got more groundbreaking news for Ripple as Ripple's new payment solution to provide low cross-border payment settlements from Japan to the Philippines. Uh CoinsPH, a leading cryptocurrency company, has partnered with money transfer firm OK Remit. The partnership resulted in the launch of on-demand liquidity service that will leverage Ripple's on-demand global liquidity to facilitate cross-border payments. This facilitation will take place between Japan and the Philippines, and the partner was partnership was created via SBI Ripple Asia, a subsidiary of Ripple and SBI Holdings. This could be the beginning of the end because if you don't or if you're not using this new way to transfer value. The cost of transferring money in our existing fiat system, it's more than 3,000 times the cost to transfer value. So this is going to be really exciting for anybody in Japan sending money back to the Philippines. And it turns out that over $1.6 billion is sent per year from Japan back to the Philippines. That's now going to be using on-demand liquidity payments facilitated by XRP. Mario, I want to go right back to you, my friend. We're seeing the shift from in global payments. We're going digital. ISO is supposed to be fully implemented by 2025. How do you feel about the start happening right now? Yeah, it's it's
1: happening. And uh, I heard Mark uh, Yusko last week when he was on the show. He mentioned that blockchain is going to do to our financial system what Amazon did to commerce and and what Netflix did to or YouTube did to like CNBC and stuff. All all those all those technologies they they revolutionized. The way that that people uh, you know watch TV and 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 that people shop, and so blockchain technology is going to revolutionize, revolutionize the the uh, the payment system. And Ripple's at the forefront. Ripple has been at it for a very long time. They're they're in the right places. We're going to talk about that in a moment with the partnership, or with the uh, you know with the World Economic Forum partnership. But they're 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 at the forefront. They're at the right places. Everything points towards it. Them being the chosen ones of being this main. Uh, network for, for the bridging of, of all the governments. So we'll see what happens, but it's super exciting to see stuff like this and, and companies and financial institutions starting to use XRPL. And at least we're starting to see that it's becoming the, the way that you can send and receive money is starting to catch up to today's technology.
0: Awesome, Mario. And I want to read one more quote before we kick it to Jackie here. Top Australian and Canadian banks inked a partnership to use RippleNet to facilitate payments between countries Yesterday, we reported an observation that the World Economic Forum website is now showing Ripple as an official partner. This is going to be a massive movement. Jackie, I'm really excited because we know that Japan has classified XRP as a currency. We know the UAE has done the same thing. Well, Australia and and Canada using XRP for cross-border payments means it's not a security because it has a use case. But what does this article mean to you, Jackie?
3: Yeah, I love I. I'm so glad whenever we bring stuff on about the Philippines, because you guys know that I, I have a deep connection with the Philippines. And I feel like there's so much news um, in connection um, with Ripple in the Philippines. I don't know why. Maybe it just highlights out to me because it has like a deeper meaning to me for some reason. Um, but no, this is all this is all really, really exciting. Um, and and you, we're going to see this, you know, before used utilized in other countries before it actually you know, hits home here on our soil. But um, I did want to comment between Japan and the Philippines. Um, and we've mentioned this before. There are so many people that go out of, out of the country of the Philippines to work in other countries and send money back um, to their families, to their homes um, there, that it's such a beautiful use case of XRP. Um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, one of the small reasons personable to me why I love XRP. Um, but it, it is so needed in those third world countries. Um, so it's just, it's nice to see that those things are being highlighted and that other countries are kind of using it for that utility and, and now deeming it as a currency.
0: Yes, this is really exciting. Selman, I want to get your opinion, but first I'd like to read this. The ODL service will rev- leverage Ripple's cryptocurrency XRP as a bridge between the fiat currencies of Japan and the Philippines. The initiative and eliminates the need to pre-fund the destination accounts and will reduce the operating expenses, freeing up capital in multiple locations. We got 222 live listeners out there. If you're in alignment with this content, show us some love. Elbow that like button. We're going to Selman. What's on your mind?
2: So Japan is really smart here. Now they also announced they also announced uh, today that they are going to change the tax the tax system for crypto. Uh, Because they want to avoid, and it's better late than never, they want to avoid startups, crypto startups to leave the country. So this is great news. Japan is, um, I'm telling you, an idol. Uh, Compared to like Europe and what the United States is doing, it's fantastic. You know, even back then when the lawsuit case started, right, Um, all the S-storm out there, um, Japan was the one saying, hey, you're welcome here, Ripple. Join us. Uh, Be you our door is always open for you and so japan uh, it was obviously japan is not going to do that with philippines only they're going to work with the whole world like i speculate on that and so japan is really smart on that and yeah absolutely japan is leading from the front intellect
0: you oh i think lit. we lost connection and, uh, there at the end I mario was. i'm gonna kick it to you my friend but first i want to show our listeners a video of brad garlinghouse talking about all the utility coming to the xrpl Apart from cross-border payments, Ripple might be working on other use cases by utilizing the efficiency of the XRPL, such as security settlements and insurance settlements. This is about a one-minute clip. We're going to let this thing play and get some comments from our group. Here we go.
3: Um, Let's go to Brad first. You mentioned there are other potential applications of Ripple's technology beyond cross-border payments. What are some of those um, applications and use cases that you're exploring? (laughs) I'm not going to
0: give away everything that we're working on. But you know, guys, the, way I, <laughs> the way I think about this is that any transaction that has a middleman, any transaction that requires someone to kind of commute the trust between the, 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 the transaction with security settlement, insurance settlements, uh, there are a lot of transactions out there that have a lot of friction. Uh, this morning I was talking, about a very interesting startup called Trapi, looking at uh, residential, you know, real, tokenizing real estate and using kind of effectively an NFT to transfer the ownership of a home. Uh, you know, Ripple has been, because our customers tend to be financial institutions and banks, some of those customers will approach us and say, hey, look, we see these other vertical applications of how you could use a blockchain like the XRP Ledger because of its efficiency to solve other problems. But we haven't really, we're doing some lending stuff that we've talked publicly about, but uh, beyond that, about nothing too public. So any transaction that has a middleman, I hate to break the news to you, every transaction essentially has a middleman, whether it's the US dollar or the CBDC, XRPL is going to start taking advantage of that specific circumstance. Mario, I'd love to kick it to you first. Brad Garlinghouse, he's got that smug look on his face like he knows something we don't. He also mentioned a project called Propy, which is having massive success in Miami right now. They're facilitating tons of transactions using their blockchain. But what does this clip mean to you and how do you feel about the utility of XRPL continuing to add use cases?
1: yeah and and they will continue and and the lawsuit is not going to stop them again i'll i'll say this again the lawsuit slap on the wrist victory for ripple it's going to be one or the other i don't think ripple is going to lose this but even if they do you know things will move on ripple you know ripple will continue to do what ripple is doing and xrp will continue to to the to be developed in the way that it's being developed and we are still so early chances are a year from now, we'll be sitting here and we'll be like, wow, I never imagined that Ripple would come out with this. This is awesome. They're obviously working on a lot of stuff uh, behind the scenes. They're not going to tell the public about because you know, they got com- competitors and stuff. They don't want competitors to steal, steal their ideas. So I haven't seen Ripple be uh, crippled in any way by-, by this lawsuit. They will continue to do what they're doing, just like I said. And it's exciting. Honestly, anybody watching this show right now, if you're, starting, if you're just starting to invest in crypto, you are so early.
0: You're spot on, Mario. And one of the things that sticks out to me about global payments right now is that Visa and MasterCard, they get a portion of all the global payments completed through their software, and that's going to go away. Currently, they're taking up to 3% per transaction. When we move into this new system, they're going to be taking less than a fraction of that. But Selman, I want to kick it to you. How do you feel about the Brad Garlinghouse clip here? We talk about how smart contracts, NFTs, and central bank digital currencies are coming to the XRPL. It seems like Brad Growinghouse knows this as well. This is all
2: just bullish, right? I see it in the comments. It's amazing. Absolutely. I agree with Note with the Note Defender. It's super early for us. But also, you brought up Proppy. We reached out to them and they are uh, accepted our invitation. They're gonna be on the non-fungible show soon. And because we also want to ask them, why not XRPL? So um, it's it's just, you know, really early XRPL with the smart contracts. Are, it's just coming it's right around the corner. XRPL is going to grow. I'm telling you, it's super efficient. It's the world's first certified carbon neutral blockchain and the first blockchain that allows you to tokenize, actually, uh, right, create tokens and um, create value. So uh, we're going to have property there as well and talk to them. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. so. Um, this kind of news update, Garlinghouse, I also agree with Note, with the Note Defender. Uh, we see that with Collecti as well. Like talking too much uh, immediately, you see other projects copying it. So this is why uh, it is very important that, you know, they, they work. There is a lot of competition, of course. You know, Ethereum is, okay, Ethereum is not a good example. But like we know that um, Hedera Hashcraft at some point is trying to, you know, get that mass adoption as well. We know that uh, Solana has problems with Solana and Avalanche. They are also big competitors. And uh, so, uh, of course, they need to be silently working in the background and then come out with a big, massive um, promo. And that's going to happen. This is from a year ago. So give it time. Next year, probably, you're going to see big updates.
0: Awesome. Jackie, what I want to get your opinion on is everybody talks about a decoupling event that would take place with XRP. That would mean that Bitcoin and the remainder of the cryptocurrency market, they're in a bearish trend, but XRP begins to actually get used for its use case, whether that's ODL payments or remittances between banks. We're going to start seeing the implementation of the real world use cases and we should get some price action. What do you feel about a decoupling event? Are you still bullish on that sentiment with XRP? Could XRP be going up while the whole market is going down?
3: Mm-hmm. And oh, our- I think Jackie, are you there?
0: Sorry, we're going to go to Mario. Mario, did you hear my question? Uh you're muted, Mario. Sorry. Sorry for all of the our technical difficulties. difficulties this morning. Mario, Florida. Retrograde. I would call it retrograde.
1: But I, oh man, is, is that what's happening? Are we in retrograde? Because that would explain some of the stuff that's been happening to me this morning with, with technology, but I could definitely see that happening especially you know as I was just talking about the lawsuit if if all of a sudden we hear of a of a of a resolution whether that be a settlement or or win for ripple that could definitely send XRP into its own bull run especially especially if it starts getting listed into some of the some of the exchanges that everybody you know uses coinbase finance all that so and kraken so definitely I think XRP can definitely go on its own bull run
0: Awesome, guys. And we're about to dive into the breaking news of today. Smash that like button for us because Ripple and the World Economic Forum have announced an official partnership on the World Economic Forum website. We're going to break this thing down because they are saying some very bullish sentiment around Ripple, regardless of what the SEC is doing in the United States. So Ripple XRP is being shown as an official partner of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum described Ripple as a company that is doing for value what the internet did for information. The World Economic Forum added that Silicon Valley tech company is also dedicated to financial equity and efficiency. Ripple is dedicated to creating powerful gains in the financial efficiency, equity, and inclusion. We know Brad Garlinghouse has been partnered with the World Economic Forum for quite a while now, but it's great to see them publicly promoting these blockchains and even stating that Ripple is doing for for money what the internet did for information. Mario, I'm going right back to you. We always talk about how XRP is going to make liquidity frictionless. Transactions are going to happen instantaneously. There's going to be no more delays in the financial system. And it seems the World Economic knows that as well. What does this tell you that the World Economic Forum is now choosing to publicly promote Ripple on their website?
1: Yeah. Well, th- this this reminds me of something. Again, uh, I'm going to quote Yusko from, from last week when he was on the show. He, he explained the different phases of like, first, they ignore you, then, then, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember exactly, but I remember the last one. Then, uh, then we won, we win. And he said, "We already won, like we already won. This is happening, whether people want it or not. It's, uh, it's, it's not going to go, going to go away. And uh, the fact that Brad Garlinghouse was sitting in the uh, in the crypto committee of the World Economic Forum that was a big sign. And now they they've publicly updated the website to include Ripple in there. Again, the lawsuit, just smoke and mirrors. It happens. Amazon was, was sued by the SEC. Uh, te- uh, Elon Musk has been sued by the SEC. It, 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 it doesn't mean anything for the, traject- the trajectory of the business. So if the business is going to succeed and has the team and the technology to succeed or the product to succeed, it's going to happen with or without a lawsuit from, from the SEC.
0: Mario, I believe it was first they ignore you, then they sue you, then they regulate you, and then they join you, right? So it's one of these things where we're watching it play out right before our eyes. And what Mark Yusko said is that from 2022 till the end of 2027, he expects this regulation process to play out right before our eyes. But Selman, what stuck out to me in this article is this quote right here. Ripple is dedicated to creating powerful gains in the financial industry Ripple is doing what the internet did for information. So it's going to be frictionless liquidity all around the world. What do you think that could mean for the global markets? And how do you feel about XRP being the primary player on the world economic forums website?
2: Yeah. So I don't know if that, you know, someone noticed and someone dropped it in the comment section, but I have bad news for you guys. Uh, Someone, any like one influencer that hasn't done real research posted this one on Twitter and said it's officially on the World Economic Forum's website. But guys, even Coach JV posted this one back in 2020. This is already on the World Economic Forum for a very long time. People didn't really notice. Only an influencer just launched it. So I've seen that. I've done this on Zoom calls many, many times. This is the only reason why I said I'm investing in Ripple. I don't care about the lawsuit or something. What I actually like though is, you know, Yasko mentioned that and uh, Note Defender brought it up. I totally agree. We have that lawsuit case, right? But before that lawsuit case, they were already partnering with the World Economic Forum. And this is why I really believe this is a conspiracy maybe for many people out there, but I truly believe it's by design that that lawsuit case is happening. All of that is happening right now. They are trying to, you know, gain more time. And we had that video of Brad—not uh, Brad, Go- not Brad Gary Gansler, of course, uh, from 2018 or 2017, where he talked about, you know, Ripple, and where he talked about like how these big institutions—they want their shares, right? They want their uh, good shares of the company before it grows. And so, I believe this is all by design. This—this this was planned out years ago, maybe like a couple of years ago. So, um, just wanted to bring that up, guys. And I'm super bullish on Ripple. This is the, one of the reasons why we also moved to the XRP Ledger as collectee. But this is nothing like there is a lot of things happening behind the doors. We don't know yet. And it's going to come out. This is why Brett gallinghouse was kind of like smiling when uh, when the guy asked him on stage. Right. Ripple is going to revolutionize this industry. So uh, just want to bring that up. I love it.
0: It's all by design. Salmon, Jackie, I got, I got any, anything you want to say about this article? Feel free. We know the connections between the world economic forum and ripple, but we talk about how Rosie Rios, the former treasurer of the United States, her, her signatures on every blue hundred dollar bill in existence. She's on the board of directors or the board of advisors for ripple as well. So these partnerships, they go so, so deep. What does this article mean to you? And, and what's on your mind here?
3: Yeah, this is, um, I'm glad someone brought that up. Uh, it, it's good to see this I, I saw a comment in the chat saying old news isn't always known to new to new investors um, and we see that time and time again with these media articles you know things with China banning Bitcoin things like that these these things t- resurface and resurface just to um, you know to I guess jog memory or, or continue to show face to or what is that? you know, get people used to the fact, right? So, so people are more used to the idea. They're not always in fear. Um, so that's, I feel like that's why, um, these things continue to resurface. Um, but, but all good things to remind people of, um, and to point people out to who are just now getting into the market, you know, they can kind of gain trust in it. Like Selman said, when he first discovered, um, way back when that they were partners, uh, that's what made him bullish on XRP. And he never, you know, he never lost sentiment since. So those, these are types of things that people can kind of hold onto and grasp onto so that they know, um, where we're headed.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much, Jackie. And we got 233 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to start talking about Ethereum. And the first thing we have to show you guys is that over $1.2 billion worth of Ethereum options expire tomorrow. It's going to create lots of volatility in the market. Selman, you are the chart analysis expert. So I'm going to kick it to you for your opinion here. What do you think this could do to the market? The fact that $1.2 billion worth of Ethereum options expire tomorrow.
2: Now, we always talked about it, right? Buy the rumors, sell the news. A lot of people open long positions. Of course, you don't want to open a long position or buy into Ethereum after the news update. You already want to you know, buy into the rumors. So this is also one of the things there is, you know, we're all expecting some kind of volatility because volume is down. People are too confident and already longing long short ratio is above 1.5 right now. And if, if I'm allowed to share my screen real quick, I would like to show you the total market cap, and which is also at a very risky level, guys. So this is the mother trend since 20 end of 2018. So it's almost four years old, right? Let's say three and a half years old. And so you see on the weekly, we, we couldn't break above. We couldn't hold that trend. We lost that trend. And um, on the daily, when you wanna check this one, So it kind of looks scary, though. So we could get rejected um, right at the 21 EMA. So if we can't get above $1.05 trillion in total market cap, unfortunately, it might be a rejection. We could go lower. So this is why, guys, um, taking risk above is great. But it is very important that we close above. We need to close above. If we do, then we're back in the game. If not, expect big volatility in uh, September.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Selman. And we've got some breaking news from Board Ape Yacht Club as they've announced a partnership with M&Ms to promote this brand new project. We're going to show you a clip video, a quick video while we get some comments from the group. This is really just a cool, innovative idea. We're seeing Board Ape Yacht Club be promoted more and more. They actually went and did a podcast with the Nelk Boys. Anybody who's under uh, 30 might be familiar with the Nelk Boys. They're pretty, they're pretty famous on YouTube. But Selman, any quick comments on this uh, M&M and Board Ape Yacht Club collaboration?
2: This is going to affect a lot of people. Yesterday, we talked about the metaverse on the Non-Fungible Show and how artists are slowly coming in. But the big artists, uh, the costs are just too high for local, uh, local people. But this is great news. This tells you that community means a lot. You need to find your tribe in this decade. And this is what we are as the Academy, right? We are warriors. And just like that, you'll see that Eminem is going to bring a lot of people. It's going to be a mass adoption, pretty much. People are going to adapt NFT, the technology behind it, a lot. And you'll see how you're going to see many smaller tribes and a bigger tribe, the crypto tribe, right? So I'm super bullish on this.
0: Awesome. I'm really excited about this as well. But something I'm even more excited about is the Ethereum merge. And we've got some official dates to announce for our listeners. The Ethereum Foundation announces the final date for the much-anticipated merge event. This is going to take place, just to spoil it here, September 6th and September 10th are the two dates to watch for. The merge will happen in two upgrades, and that's going to take place in September. First, it's going to be the merge. Then it's going to be the Paris upgrade. Both will be completed by September 10th. This is going to be very exciting for many of the Ethereum holders. The network upgrade, it's going to become slightly quicker, cheaper, and more efficient thanks to the new consensus. Minos will be replaced by validators, and validators will either stake or lock up their Ethereum. The responsibility of validating and adding transactions to the blockchain will fall on the validators. This is a fundamental shift. People are very, very bullish around this project, Mario. I'd love to kick it to you. And then Jackie, what does this mean to you, the fact that Ethereum's officially announced their date? And what are you anticipating after the merge? Is this a buy the rumor, sell the news situation?
1: Oh, I think for me, 1000%. It's definitely a buy the rumor, sell the news as far as price action is concerned. Now for the future of Ethereum, it's very positive. I'm very happy to finally see a date. I'm very happy to finally see it happening. Uh, you know, for anybody invested in Ethereum, you want this to happen. Otherwise, Ethereum is going to end up falling behind and it will just be a blockbuster kind of kind of event. So in order for Ethereum to continue to be the leader in the space of smart contracts and, you know, evolution into NFTs and metaverse and all that stuff, this needs to happen so that the blockchain can be quicker, so that the gas fees can be eventually cheaper. I don't think that's going to be the case right at, right off uh, as soon as this merge happens. But eventually, we do want these gas fees to be cheaper. There's blockchains out there that are doing a much better job, but they did have uh, they did have Ethereum as an example. So they were able to correct all those mistakes that Ethereum did, and they were able to launch in a much better position than Ethereum. But Ethereum's got the lead. Ethereum's got the market cap. Ethereum's got the backing. It's got the investors behind it. And that's more important than anything else, in my opinion.
0: Jackie, Mario brought up something very important, which is the Ethereum Alliance and the fact that the banks are financially incentivized to let Ethereum succeed. This is a move in the right direction for the entire Ethereum network. And we know they've been given a free pass. How do you feel about the Ethereum merge? And do you think Ethereum is going to be able to keep up with other blockchains like Matic and ADA and other solutions?
3: Um, that's a good question. I definitely think time will tell with that. There are so many, um, arising technologies and softwares that are coming within this space that, you know, if people have done their research can definitely see that it could beat Ethereum out. Um, but like you said, there are just so many, um, institutions and, and, um, banks, things like that, that are pushing ETH right now. Um, Yeah. Time will tell with that. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I agree with Mario 100%. Guys, if you have bought, um, Ethereum recently, you do plan to play that by the rumor, sell the news. Um, we've been talking about this a while. 2000 to 2200 was a good point to sell. Gonzo was right on point with, with that technical analysis. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm bullish on ETH. Um, I'm also bullish on other projects. Like we always say here, you know, pick many race horses to win, uh, so you don't lose at all. Uh, so that'd be good. Place your exactly. bets. Exactly.
0: Perfect, Jackie. And we're showing our listeners a very interesting tweet. Earlier this week, the DTCC announced news that they were going to be using distributed ledger technology to facilitate transactions. Well, we're drawing a connection here as R3 was the chosen protocol to use, and R3 may be using Ripple to facilitate transactions, and that's what we're showing here. Leveraging XRP using Corda, R3 is able to facilitate payments, and these announcements are from quite a while ago. This document is from 2018, but it it says that R3 releases XRP Settler that makes full use case of the XRP ledger. R3 and the Ripple solution are becoming the global standard for financial operations, such as international money transfers and trade finance. This is more bullish news for the XRP holders out there. Mario, I want to kick it to you. People have been trying to draw the connections between R3 and Ripple. We may have one here in this document from 2018. What does that mean to you, my friend?
1: Yeah, these connections have been around for a very long time. I mean, we've been seeing Ripple be connected to you know banks, central banks, governments, and uh, this is just—I would actually—I would recommend for anybody that's open to like, you know, to the, these kind of conspiracy theories, like Selman mentioned, conspiracy theory-like uh, connections and and stuff that people do with Ripple and XRP. There's an account on Twitter. He puts out some stuff that you know it makes you think. He he put out a video yesterday of him speaking, and I wish I, we we could have had it to play on the on the show today, but I couldn't find it. I think he may have deleted it. Where he explains a little bit of. Um, the power of the XRPL. And it's not just a currency being able to you being able to trade a currency on the XRPL is other assets coming to the XRPL. So but the potential of, for example, China bringing in their gold reserve reserves value into the XRPL, Russia bringing their gold reserves value into the XRPL, and then that trading happened, that's going to add so much more value to the XRPL. Um, and again, it, you know, it could happen, it could not happen. I don't think Anybody really knows for sure. Uh, I mean, not publicly anyway, but I obviously people know in the, in, in, in the background. But yeah, highly recommend it. I think the account is Baba, B-A-B-A, Cugs, C-U-G-S. Puts out some esoteric, um, some crazy stuff, but a lot of it makes sense.
0: Selman, I want to get a comment from you here. We had one of our friends, Crypto Eerie. She's been on the show before tweeting about R3 and Corda. She said, for your discussion, review this announcement made by SBI Holdings, who owns 60% of SBI R3 Japan. SBI adopted R3 Technology, the alternative service platform for payments and plans to expand functions with the central counterparty. There's using they're basically saying that using the XRPL and R3 payments, they can facilitate and change the whole banking system. We're seeing this move happen in the United States while the SEC lawsuit's going on. What does all this mean to you? And do you actually think Ripple is in this, is is in this R3 connection?
2: So just like JV always says, I I love this sentence. Like he says, you know, uh, when everybody looks that, that way, you want to look that way, right? Or you want to go that way. And just like that, you know, the lawsuit and everything, you see Vitalik buterin. everybody's like, uh, you know, shitstorming storming uh, XRP and like, um, it's just a mess right now. And everybody still believes it's a banker's coin. But on the other hand, you see what's up there. They're developing, they're building the infrastructure of the future. So it's a big deal. And I realized something that it's always like we um, actually share our
0: opinions.
2: I would like to know what is your opinion on this
0: article. I mean, I'm a huge believer. I'm pretty biased when it comes to R3 and Ripple. I've seen the connections for quite a while. These documents from 2018 are very telling. I think that when the SEC lawsuit came around, everybody became extremely uncomfortable talking about the use cases for XRP. But the fact that R3 is involved, it's that classic third-party move where if BlackRock was going to invest in a company, they wouldn't say, hey, BlackRock's funding this. Black part BlackRock would give it to a third party. Then that third party would invest in profit for BlackRock. This could be a good example of that with our financial system. So that's my take. Exactly. Exactly. Like uh, whenever I see a big company or a VC investing
2: in something, I'm always asking myself, I wish I knew uh, investors, all the shareholders of that company. So I can see if BlackRock is included or Vanguard or other big Big guys, right, big sharks, because um, if they are investing in it, you know there is an agenda, we all know, and these guys are pushing it all the time. They know before the, the masses know, the media knows, so uh, this is why absolutely, like when R3 is included, guys, you see something big is coming.
0: Mario, we have a massive announcement for our listeners as we have a very special guest coming on the platform next week. I want to kick it to you and give you the chance to talk about this because you're the one who figured this whole thing out. Why don't you just talk about what's going on? What do we have planned for next Wednesday, my friend?
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, me and BitBoy, we went out for dinner the other night. No, that's not really what happened. But yeah, we were able to connect with BitBoy and we're going to bring him on the show. Um, I know that there's a lot of crazy stuff going around, crypto Twitter and and. You know crypto space in general regarding BitBoy, regarding uh regarding ben, Ar- ben Armstrong but here in the channel we truly believe in bringing every bringing to our viewers and listeners you know different sides of the story we want to we want to know what everybody thinks whether it's a Bitcoin Maxi or ethereum Maxi or xrp Maxi we believe that we need to bring people the information and then you as the viewer and the listener can make up your own mind and and, and make up your own uh, investment decision. So yes, next week on Wednesday, BitBoy will be joining us. It is going to be a show that will start 30 minutes earlier. So we'll be starting at 1030 AM as opposed to 11 AM. So be sure to tune in. Uh, we're going to have a very nice discussion. We're going to have some nice questions. I mean, you, you guys know ABS does an amazing job with that part. So we're going to have some uh, some nice questions to ask Ben. And yeah, it's going to be uh, a really special episode. It Warriors.
0: is <laughs> it's going to be a really special episode and I'm excited to ask him a bunch of hard hitting questions, especially when it comes to XRP and BlackRock. He actually reached out to us, talked about how he wanted to interact with us. This is a really cool opportunity. I want to give the live chat an opportunity to ask questions. Feel free to put something in the live chat that you want me to ask BitBoy Crypto next week. I'm going to be writing them down after the show and then I'll bounce some ideas off the group. But we're going to close this episode out with a couple of more news articles because we have Coinbase eyeing long-term success through a subscription service. They actually see gas fees and trading fees going away in the near future, and they're going to look to capitalize on that by creating more use cases for subscription services on their platform. They're realizing that trading fees are still the major part of our business for the next 10 or 20 years, but they'd like to replace more than 50% of their revenue with subscriptions and services that are not to do with trading fees. Salman, I want to kick it to you. There's so many stories surrounding Coinbase. It feels like every day we got a new story. What do you think about this one?
2: Um, Well... Uh, to be honest like we've seen you know a major hit in the markets we've seen how people also all these big exchanges are also you know uh reducing the um labor etc all of that stuff so they need to find different kind of ways and so this is absolutely you know crypto.com even messed up with the credit card in the bear market i mean i'm super sad about that but they need to find new ways right and obviously that kind of thing from subscriptions, et cetera, is, you know, part of it, you will own nothing and be happy. Everything will be subscription based guys. So get ready for this. This is, this is part of the game. It will
0: most likely going to happen. And there's an interesting development here. This was a little bit surprising as the company has been focused on this shift for the past three years, which resulted in subscriptions and services accounting for 18% of the company's total revenue. This was up four percent from the contribution that happened in 2020. We're seeing this shift to subscription services take place, and I do think it's actually a smart move by Coinbase, Mario. I'd love to hear some of your opinions.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a smart move. Subscriptions are are like the new term. Everybody, all the companies, all the business businesses are changing their models to be around subscriptions, and you know we're seeing it with Netflix, Disney Plus, and and that kind of just sets sets a, a a really big example, but. Coinbase is not the same, but but if they can create a subscription model where it benefits the active users and they can increase their, their projected revenue model, it makes total sense. So I think this is a good move for them.
0: Awesome, guys. And we're going to close this thing out. But first, I want to get a take from Jackie. Jackie, would you pay a subscription service for Coinbase? What do you think about this initiative? And how do you feel about Coinbase needing to adjust in order to evolve with the changing market? Trading fees are going away. Maybe exchanges are as well.
3: Um, I wouldn't pay. Uh, I don't really like Coinbase, but I do believe that this is a good way to go. I think that that's why so many people are jumping on to NFTs. Um, you know, you can get trading, trading fees, earn royalties, things like that off of trading NFTs as well. Um, and also, you know, just a lot of things. Connected to the NFT. I think that was part of the title of this article, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's why Coinbase is hitting so hard on NFTs. Um, that That's going to be a big part of their revenue. I think they saw that early on. Yeah, early on in the game. Um, so that'll be a big focus of theirs as we kind of go down the road with that as well.
0: Awesome, guys. And we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do. But we got 227 live listeners out there. If you enjoyed this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to see you guys in about 23 hours. And it's like we always say, Warriors rise. Get shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today.